The Bay is CKARFM, Muskoka's local station since 2009. Locally owned and operated by Hunters Bay Radio Inc. Comments on our broadcast are welcome. Shoot us an email at comments at muskokaradio.com. Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. This is Sportsbeat 88.7 on your dial for Friday, March 10th with Dave Percival and... Grant's here as well. Hey, the A-team. We're in today, Grant. <laughs> hey, Works for I, me, my friend. You know what? Dan is on assignment, though. Okay. You know what I've sent him? I've sent him out to do a lot of March Madness because oh, March okay. Madness starts on Sunday, and that's his gig. He likes that, yeah. And in all fairness, Dan knows a lot more about it than I do. Mm-hmm. You know, So he's on assignment. Okay, fair enough. He's, he's out, and he's going to come in with a lot of data on Monday. All right, perfect. All right, so yeah. just so we know. Okay. And you I know, just... and I know. Okay. All right, we're going to change it up a little bit. I We're going to start with our junior C. Let's talk otters. You know, a little a little tough one last night. Uh, they were down in Schaumburg playing the Schaumburg Cougars. First game of a four out of seven. Okay. Uh, fell to Schaumburg 4-1. Um, you know, all I saw on the scores, obviously I was not in Schaumburg to watch this game, but it's very, very difficult to win a hockey game, as I said to you, with only 20 shots on net. Fair enough. Um, now, with that said, we've got to push our fans because this is we are a sports town. Huntsville is noted as a sports town. And I'll tell you, if we put some bodies and a lot of bodies in that arena tonight for the game at 7.30 at the Don Lock, it will make a heck of a pile of difference. And I will also predict that if the juniors can win tonight, our team, they will go on to win the series. They need the momentum, and hometown crowd is critical, Grant. It would be great to get about, you know, as many people out there as we can. It would be an incredible thing. Because this Huntsville team can beat any team in that league, and, they, and they're poised, and that's only one game. That's a game that you can accept. You're down a game, not the end of the world, in a 4-7. out of seven. Mm-hmm. So tonight we'll just keep pounding away. Fans need fans at that game because we've got a big, impressive arena, and let's fill it up. Puck drops at 7.30. Yes, sir. It certainly does. I'm going to go a different different vein here before I talk about my favorite sport. Okay. <laughs> which is which is not curling. But anyway, uh, World Baseball Classic starts uh, has started. Now, this caught my attention that it's already started. And uh, this is, again, the tournament that Guerrero can't play in. Right, right, it's, right. It's, okay. You know what, Grant? It is very, very impressive. There's four divisions. Uh, now, I didn't even know where Tai Chung was. Do you know where Tai Chung is? No. It's in Taiwan. Okay. All right, just so you know. So there's a Thanks. division of, of four teams in, in that division. There's one being played in Tokyo, four teams, Miami, and then you have our Canadian team is playing as well. Um, Canada, Colombia, Great Britain, are, and Mexico are all in one group. Okay. So you've got a lot of – it's an interesting mix of players. Like I'm looking – I just want to concentrate on Canada for a minute. I went down the list of players to see how, how we stand and how we fare. And now we are not picked in the top 13, okay, to to fare well in this tournament. But you know what? I, I hazard a guess that we're going to be actually okay. We got Freddie Freeman, the star of the L.A. Dodgers at first base, veteran power hitter, you know, Absolutely. A, a proven, proven player. You've got uh, Tyler O'Neill, St. Louis Cardinals, another high-end outfielder. And you also have a guy called 
Uh, Bo Naylor and his brother Josh Naylor plays for the uh, Washington Guardians, and Bo Naylor is one of the best young catchers for as a prospect in the game. Now, what caught my attention and what I like is your pitching staff, which is critical in this stuff. You've got Andrew Albers, Philippe Beaumont, John Axford, ex of the Toronto Blue Jays. Right. These guys are guys that are do not have major league careers anymore. Okay, they've all retired from Major League Baseball. But I love the fact that they still want to play and they still want to represent their country. That's where I'm going with this. It's huge. John That's Axford awesome. is 40 years old, and yeah. he and he can still throw a bit. No question about it. Um, Adam Lowen is back and uh, was a power pitcher in, in the 2000s, and he's back. Have not hasn't got the heat he once had. <laughs> but you also have the key to this. You've got Nick Pavetta, who is a starting pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. Okay. And you've got Cal Quantrill, Washington Guardians, another beautiful uh, starting pitcher. So you never know with that battery of guys. Ernie Witt, remember Ernie Witt? I do so. Ernie Witt always coaches this team. Yeah, nice. So I'm, you know, as I said, they've given the Dominican the odds, uh, Dominican Republic to win it all with the USA and Japan there. I can't really argue with all three of those. Mm-hmm. Japan plays. Little Mexico, the, the, no? no, no, no. But Japan plays very tough because basically everybody in that high end league, professional league that they play in, will be there. Right. Okay. You know, so so let's follow it. But you know what? We've got. I think we've got the best start. We start on Sunday against Great Britain, and that I Great Britain in baseball. I is this I, televised? It is so. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, it is, and it's uh, you know anything that involves our country, Grant, is mm-hmm. is something that I very much enjoy. A competition like this, but I didn't. I can't believe Great Britain has a baseball team now. Somebody yeah. that is English might take great umbrage with that, but Great Britain and baseball don't go hand in hand. No. Right? I, I'm sorry, it just doesn't. No, I hear you. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to skip hockey for a minute, but I'm I'm all around it. Okay, because I'm excited. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. it appears, I wanted to talk about this, uh, I've been following this all week, it appears like a trade is, is imminent with the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers appears to be on his way out of Green Bay. It's heading that way. Really? Yeah, but you know, it was funny. They, they, there was a, a thing that I read that said that basically they're ready to move on from him with all the, you know, he's he's at a stage in his career. He's a lot older. Mm-hmm. They said Green Bay have a very, very strong young quarterback as well. Not proven. Right. I believe his name's Jordan Love. So they said that Green Bay are quite willing to move on, and they're looking at a number of options, but he is meeting with uh, New York Jets brass this week. Is he closer to the end of it? Like how many more seasons would he have in him? Well, hard to say. Yeah, you know, right. he's a pretty good athlete. You know, right? And, fair and, enough. You know, I, I can't really say. I would suggest he's he's got maybe three to five years left because okay. he can't play on and on. Yeah. The Jets have uh, quarterback issues. They have a young fellow that has not proven after three years to be the guy. Fair I'm enough. sure that he will end up in New York, and I, I'm shocked at that. But I think the Jets uh, Jets have a good looking team, so they want a you know good idea to pick him up. Um, Absolutely. I'm a little disappointed. You know, I understand what he did, but the Raps, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not down on the Raptors right now. They're still holding on to that 10th place mm-hmm. in that play-in thing. Tough game against the L.A. Clippers, 100, 108 to 100. Um, the problem is there, there has been uh, historically a problem with referees and how they view us and how they view the Raptors, and I say us as in a Canadian team. Fair enough. You know, they've always seemed to draw more fouls and questionable calls against them. But it doesn't help what Van Fleet did. He had a profanity-laced uh, bunch of comments about the head referee. Um, they fined him a $30,000, which uh, is really minimal for him. Right. But it doesn't help. when you, You've got a guy that he's given uh, Van Vliet five technicals this year, 
and it's one referee. So he's obviously got a little bit of a thing for him. Right. But that doesn't help. No. And, it, and it certainly doesn't help taking on referees and linesmen um, in that nature. Like, I can understand that's a one-off. It, it shouldn't happen ever again because mm-hmm. it doesn't do the Raptors any good for him to go on a tirade about the officiating. Oh, well, fair enough. But you know, I guess like anything else, you know, there's only so much you can take and eventually you just snap, right? Yeah, and frustration does come into it because the Raptors are, you know, they're playing some pretty decent basketball. They're, they're hanging with the good ones. They're, they're playing quite well. Lakers but, tonight? I am not yes, 100%. Yeah, the I believe tonight. so. The yeah. L.A. Lakers, a team yeah. that, uh, you know, any team with LeBron James on it, and the area in Los Angeles, that's going to be a tough one. But they've beaten the Lakers numerous times. Yeah, so Lakers at 1030. I'm going to predict that they're going to be okay with that. Um TFC Sawgrass. Now, that's my favorite. You know what? It's not my favorite tournament, but it's my favorite course because they have that 17th green where they call it the Island Green. (laughs) And honest to God, I start to shake as a a poor amateur golfer every time I look at that. You know, you've got a postage stamp green surrounded by water. And, boy, it eats up many a good touring golfer, too, right? I'm sure it does, yeah. Now, there's a hole-in-one on that hole yesterday. Really? Yes, there was. Wow, which, which happens. I don't even that, follow golf, but I know the hole you're talking about yeah, from just watching you know, highlights. So you see, and stuff. that's yeah. that's what makes it uh, very special. No, a fellow by the name of Buckley ended up with a hole in one. It was wow. beautiful, but many a great golfer has has drilled one into the water there. And I maybe before I depart this dear earth, I'll get an opportunity to try that. <laughs> <laughs> it would really, you know, as I said, it's it really isn't that difficult a hole distance wise. Right. but you've got to be very exact accurate, and very accurate and accurate because it has eaten up many players. Um, what caught my attention about this tournament, though, it used to be one of the elite tournaments, and now with uh, a lot of the tournaments being designated as the higher-end tournaments in the PGA, mm-hmm. you haven't got the golfers that we hear of there. Um, you right, got a fellow okay. by Chad Ramey, who has never played many tournaments, with the lead at 8-under, and but Morikawa, who is definitely a player at 7-under, is in second. Canadian Tyler Pendrath is, is three back. Okay. You know, but I but again I enjoy watching it. TPC yeah. Sawgrass, just the fact the course is a fantastic course. Not a lot of news out of Blue Jay Camp. No, truthfully, Guerrero was swinging. They're, they've been very quiet. Um, again, you know, it's uh, the Jays are working towards a a huge season, disciplined performance. And again, I'm I can't wait for that. To it's going to be exciting. Oh, it's it's you know what? There's nothing better than being at a Toronto Blue Jay game. Yeah, absolutely not. So I've saved a couple of things about hockey till the last. Um, you know, it's amazing. I never thought one game would define a hockey team. The Boston Bruins are this great because last night the Edmonton Oilers went into Boston and it was a tremendous hockey game. Uh, 2 nothing lead. You assume Boston are going to run away with it. The mm-hmm. Oilers clawed back and won 3-2, which is a huge win for the Edmonton Oilers. And put an end, I believe that was it, put an end to their 10-game winning streak as well. Right, and I do want Canadian teams to do well, mm-hmm. historically. I do like the Edmonton Oilers, not yeah. as much as the other team, but well, I do. I, I think I know where you're going. Are we going to be a little bit worried about uh, tomorrow evening? With Absolutely a, not. With Oiler bring, Oilers bringing that confidence in? Absolutely no? not. Okay, fair enough. But, but what made the Oilers win more impressive was the fact that uh, Connor McDavid didn't get a point. And what and Boston were all over him. It's not a case of one guy. These guys defensively shut him down. Right. And I've not seen Connor McDavid shut down like this in a long time. That's a very valid point, yeah. Right. So that, again, fearful for what Boston has mm-hmm. because they are that good. But a big, big win for the Edmonton Oilers in Boston. Right. 
You know, they're they're hanging on to a wild card. They're not in perfect shape. They're mm-hmm. in good shape, but not perfect shape yeah. at this juncture. Now, the other team that I do like. Let me guess. Ottawa? You knew it, Grant. Yeah, because they're definitely coming on right now. Yeah, well, you've got to like them. They're young and exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had another big win last night, 5-4 over the Seattle Kraken. Indeed. Now, I did do a little bit of math. And uh, it's I thought, okay, they're hanging in there. They're I think they're four or five back of uh, the Islanders in Pittsburgh. But the problem is, you know what? We are down to 15 games, Grant. Yeah. And historically, you have to, you have to have 92 or 94 points. So I figured that in the next 15 games, they have to win 11 or 12 of those games or something of that nature. That's awful tough. That's a big hill, yeah. But, hey, take them one game at a time, right? Absolutely. It's been you've, done before. You've got to do it yep. one game at a time. And they are exciting, and they are talented, and uh, I fear what they're going to bring next year. Yes. But this year, it would be yeah. nice to see them crawl into this as well. So my beloved Leafs, um, you know what? It's uh, it's going to be interesting. That we've got to, they'll come out a lot stronger against Edmonton at home. Let's hope so. Let's hope they don't that it isn't the Connor McDavid show running wild on the <laughs> Leafs. But I want to talk about, and I think I beat this one into the ground. They really do have to make a decision on. I think they've got to do it sooner than later as to who is going to play defense for them. Um, you've got it's the right side where the issue is. You've got uh, Luke Shen. Justin Hall and Timothy Lilligren, and mm-hmm. only two of those three are going to play. Now, well, it's got to be Shen and Lilligren. You know what, Grant? It's not going to be. Surprisingly, they're going to go the distance with Hall because, you know, they can say what they want is takeaway numbers and all these things, but Justin Hall is going to play over Lilligren. That's my really? bet. Yeah. And I don't, and I'm Would not you do sure. that as a coach? Well, no, I would, I would. I don't know what I would do. I'm yeah. a bit confused at this yeah. point because Hall, as much as we lambaste him every so often, mm-hmm. has put together a fairly decent season and it has played a lot. He made some nice, that, that last game he made a nice pass too. He's like it seems a little bit better on the pocket. I mean Shen's obvious. That's obvious. Yeah, Shen's a playoff performer, two Stanley Cups, and he's solid. So yeah. you have to play him. The human eraser, they call it. But Lilligren has done nothing wrong. Is that right? Yeah. Lilligren has done nothing wrong to not play. But they have to make a decision and quit bringing these guys in and out. Now, mm-hmm. with that said, my whole conversation, and I'm not here to demean him because I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. Okay. Morgan Riley is getting uh, really, really pillared in the, in the press right now. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do a little investigation and look at Morgan Riley. Now, Morgan Riley up to, you know, let's face it, long-serving Leaf, started in 2012, highly talented, can skate like the wind when he skates. Right. Um, he's not, you know, Tampa Bay the other night benched the whole first line. They Stamkos, Kucherov, mm-hmm. sat them down for a period. But that's not what you're going to do with Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley plays as hard as Morgan Riley can play, and you're not going to take a guy playing as hard as he can play right. and punish him. Right. You know. It's, yeah, it's not like he's not. It's not like he's not putting the effort in. You know. Now, as I said, you know, this guy in 2018 against Boston, I go back to that playoff series. He put he had 20 goals and 52 assists that season. Wow. He absolutely dominated carrying the puck. He can lug the puck at a high rate of speed, but that doesn't happen anymore for whatever reason. Defensively, he's not as strong as he should be. His numbers have deteriorated quite badly. You know, he's down to, uh, what is he at now? Five goals and 30 assists or something of that nature. So I thought, okay, I'll compare I'll compare him to Charlie McAvoy, the superstar young player of the Boston Bruins. Okay. Well, I thought McAvoy had better numbers than that. He's five goals, 38 assists. 
and probably played a few more games. But the glaring difference is Morgan Riley, for the first time in his career, is a minus five, which is not great on a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. No. Charlie McAvoy is a plus 26. Yeah, so there's the difference. And McAvoy is an edgier, more physical hockey player. Mm -hmm. Morgan Riley isn't going to knock you around, but that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But how do you get more out of Morgan Riley? Because now my my only thought on Morgan Riley that might free up a bit is I think he's been an impediment to the Leafs' power play, any mm -hmm. Leaf fan. He doesn't shoot the puck extremely well. Um, you know, I watch him that that – that set play where he comes out ploddingly slow and flips it back to Marner or Matthews. Yeah. I can tell you that's going to happen every time. Right. But I think they should take a hard, hard look at Eric Gustafsson, um, who they haven't even let play much, who they got from Washington, who is a power play specialist. They just got him, did they not? Right. Yeah. And so I'm not saying knocking Morgan Riley any longer. I'm not going to talk about him anymore, but they have to get more out of him. And yep. I'm sure they know that if I know that. So maybe I'm taking, sure he I'm sure he knows that. Yeah, exactly. You know? And he is and he is committed to this hockey team and he Absolutely. plays as hard as he can. Yeah. But maybe give somebody else a shot on that power play and you know, free up more time for him to concentrate on other things. Well, you've got a very valid point in my opinion, is that now is the time. If you are going to try out some other defensemen, now is the time to do it before the playoffs start. I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like you know, keep you know prolonging this anymore. Like the the playoffs is not the time to test the waters. You know what I mean? That's no, just the time and, to... and they have the luxury. It appears of a five point lead on Tampa. They're they're in a position, but they have to make a decision at some point right. as to who your guys are going to be in defenses. I think the issue as to who's going to play and who isn't, because you know Connor Timmins is a forgotten man there. Grant yeah. he has played extremely well. Yeah, I don't know what he's done wrong to not warrant a spot. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I think he, he looks as good or better than anybody. Yeah, that's, but, that's true. But they, they seem to think they've already kind of excluded him. So mm -hmm. I don't know. As I said, I just want more out of Morgan Riley. Yeah. That's all. Fair enough. Uh, so I'll just go back and, and repeat myself again. So tonight, to our listeners, please get out. If you haven't been out much, thank you. Get out. Watch our otters, 730 at the Don Lock. Let's fill that barn up like we used to in the old days, and move forward, get Huntsville rolling, get the adrenaline going, and get them in for a win. Absolutely. It's that simple. Now, with the Sunday, after the win tonight, mm -hmm. we have Sunday afternoon at the Donlock at 2.30. Schaumburg will be back in town for Game 3. So, again, it's I've got to be at two games. This, I will be at both games. Excellent. I have full intention of being there. Excellent. Well, I'll, uh, I'll hopefully see you at one of them. You definitely will. Yeah, I'll drop by. Sounds great, Grant. So as always, sir, thank you as thank My you so pleasure. much. I enjoy doing this show, and I enjoy doing it with you. Uh, to our listeners out there, get over to the arena. Have a fantastic day, everybody. I'm Dave for Dave and Grant. Take care. We'll be back on Monday with more sports and Dan Caswell with March Madness.